Thank you so much for joining us for the Summit Podcast. This message was produced with you in mind, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has shown himself faithful in your life. Email us at mystory@summittogether.com. director here and I want to thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm really glad that you're here tonight and to all of you that are watching online, thank you for joining us. Thank you for making the summit a part of your day. Um, If you're a guest for the first time and you're joining us, we want to say thank you. Welcome. Um, We hope that you have a great worship experience here. Um, I do want to encourage you to fill out this guest card. Um, If you take it to the info center after the end of the service, we want to give you a gift. It's a summit mug. It has our mission statement on it. It says every life made different and that's why we do everything that we do here at the summit. It's everything we're all about. Um, If you like, we want you to stay connected with us on social media. Um, We got lots of things going on these days. Um, So if you follow Facebook, if you go to Facebook and follow the Indiana Summit, you can follow us there or Twitter, Instagram, you can follow um, the summit by going to Indiana underscore summit. Um, I want to remind you of something real quick. We have our ceremonial groundbreaking and our night of worship um, next Saturday on July 10th. Um, make sure you're a part of this night. It's going to be a really, really special night. Um, don't forget your lawn chairs. Don't forget your blankets. And then join us for refreshments after the fact. Um, one of the things that I get pretty excited about around here is missions. And the summit, with the summit, we love missions, not be just, just because I do. Um, we love missions locally. We love missions globally. We believe in going across the street just as much as across the state or across the world. And I want you to know that we do missions, we do trips with organizations that we support. So like Randy Freeman was here last week and he's one of the, the ministry partners that we support. So we have a relationship with those people. We don't just Google an organization and send a team and hope for the best because that's not very wise. Um, so we have a relationship, we trust them. And we just had a team that got back from El Salvador in the middle of June. Uh, we had a great trip and we partnered with Enlace, which is an organization that Um, Their mission is to equip local churches to transform their communities. And so they walk alongside churches. Currently, they're walking alongside 87 churches in El Salvador. They also do work in Nepal. And so they have church coaches that meet regularly with these local pastors and coach them and guide them and show them that they have the resources, they have the people and the tools to transform their communities. And so um, once the church leaders and once the community leaders, they have the same vision and the same heart and they're aligned, they work together to see the greatest need in the community. And so for the community that our team went um, to, the greatest need was to add two rooms onto a, onto a school building classroom um, just because the, they were out of space, they were out of room and they had to combine grade levels and such. So when we came in, um, they had been working with, the Enlace had been working with this church for about 20 months. And so by us coming in and working alongside them, we were able to show that we supported the mission and the vision of the local church and the local pastor. His name was Pastor Wilbur. And, And they were so grateful that we appreciated that we appreciated that we were able to go in and we sacrificed our money and our time and all those things. But it always proceeded with, we thank God. So it wasn't like they were worshiping us. They were were thankful to God that what we had come um, for them, that he had sent us. And so I'm a little biased and I, I believe that everyone should experience something like this. And he does, God does ask us to go sometimes. Um, and when he does, he takes us out of our, our comfort zone, our routines and our own context. And he, he shows us and helps us use, 
uses us to support the work that he's doing in the world. And so I want to introduce to you um, two ladies who God had asked to do just that. If you would welcome to the stage, Justina Skamai and Cassie Platts. Hey, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So you were part of this past um, World Reach trip to El Salvador, and I know now you'll say that it was definitely worth it, right? <laughs> but um, before that, what were some of the challenges you faced or maybe thoughts that you had that had made you question whether you should go or not? Well, for me, it was definitely the money. I looked at the price and I thought, $1,700, that's a lot. But I was reminded that with God, he can do anything through us. So I prayed about it and I um, just knew that the funds would come in. So as soon as I like gave my heart to God and thought, okay, I'm going, he's gonna take care of it. Like everything's gonna be fine. As soon as I took that step of faith and signed up, I had so much money pour in, like I didn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> so we bought things to take with us. We gave stuff to the school, we gave stuff to the church, we, we blessed them with an offering. So once I took that step of faith and I said, okay, God, the money is a lot, but it's not for you. He really blessed me and gave me way more than I even prayed for. Mm -hmm. What about you, Justina? Um, for me, this wasn't my first mission trip, but I went on my first one around this time last year. And I just remember being so afraid of stepping so far out of my comfort zone. When I thought about going to another country with a group of people that I didn't really know, I mean, that's scary. Mm -hmm. But I just got to a point where I knew it was God calling me. I knew he wanted me to go there. And I knew that he takes us to those uncomfortable places so that we can grow. And I knew <laughs> that he, was, he wanted to change my heart. So it was an easy yes for me. So third time around, it was so an easy yes. <laughs> so uh, we're going to hear more about this trip from Pastor Dick in the in the following this um, interview, but what was your favorite part of the trip? If you could explain and share your favorite part with us. I know you might have a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. When Stephanie asked us to talk, I was like, how do you narrow down a whole week? <laughs> There's so many things, but I think my favorite part was just working hands-on with the people. And when we did the project and we were building the school, um, it was difficult in a lot of ways because we were working with people that spoke Spanish, so they didn't speak our language. So that was a little bit of a barrier, but honestly, we did really well with that. Mm -hmm. Like, you could just tell we had such a connection with these people, even though we didn't know what they were saying all the time. Like, God's heart was with them and with us, and so that really just helped the whole situation. I didn't have a background in construction or masonry at all, <laughs> so that was fun to say the least but they were very patient thank god um they're very patient and they taught us exactly what we needed to do and we did a lot of hand motions and like my few words of spanish i know helped me but um that was just really cool to be a part of a team and i had wrote down in first corinthians twelve twenty seven. it tells us now you are the body of christ and each one of you is a part of it and that really jumped out to me just in working with the people every day mm -hmm. because um, everyone from the church that was a part of it and the community, the kids at the school, the parents, our team, everybody had a different role to play and everyone had a different function. But whether it was building or the women cooking for us or whatever part it was, we were all in it together. And I felt like God really just spoke to me that, you know, that's how we're the body of Christ. We're supposed to be together and we all have a part and 
with all of us, it was possible to go and to encourage them and to have all the supplies that we needed and to build the school. But that was, it was just really awesome to learn how to do things that I never knew were possible for me to do. <laughs> and um, I just felt like, you know, we're called to be God's hands and feet and we're called to love one another. And that's what we really did. Like, I truly love these people and I was there for one week. <laughs> And so I guess my favorite part was being a part of that community and just being a part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite part of this trip was just experiencing God's love unlike ever before. Um, there was this moment when we were saying our goodbyes, our last day in the community, where Pastor Dick and Pastor Wilmer, Wilbur, they were saying goodbyes and just hugging one another and praying together. And and Pastor Dick speaking English, Pastor Wilbur speaking Spanish. They have no idea what other, either one's saying without a translator, but that's the best part because, because God's love needs no translation. <laughs> there was just so much love in that moment. And one day when we were there, we were given the opportunities, the opportunity to go with Pastor Wilbur to different homes and just pray over people, just meet them in their needs and pray over them. And it was amazing. These, these people loved us before we even showed up at their door, and, and that's God's love. Mm -hmm. we, we love them in return for one reason, and that's just because they're children of God. Mm -hmm. And that was the most amazing part for me. It was in those moments that God showed me he accomplished all that he wanted to accomplish on that trip. And that, you know, it was just kind of him saying, this is why you're here. This is why I sent you here, and this is what it's all about. And like Cassie said, I mean, I love those people more today than I did that day. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that's the God we mm -hmm. serve. Amen. So there may be people sitting in the room tonight that maybe feel a little tug or God may be leading to go on a, a trip in the future. What would you say to them in this moment? I would say go. <laughs> this is my third trip. I would say go. Um, I don't question it anymore. If you feel God calling you, say yes. That's like Pastor Mel talked about last weekend, just putting your faith into action, saying yes. Your, your response to God calling you to go is, is showing him how much you trust him. Um, and I truly believe that he's going to change you in amazing ways if you'll just let him. Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I would definitely say yes, go. I mean, I know for me, I was blessed more than I even thought possible on this trip. Like, Once I decided okay, God, this is in your hands. I'm gonna go because I feel that you're calling me to go. And I took that step of faith. He really blessed me in every way possible. And I wrote down another scripture, sorry. Um, you can't Joshua, say sorry for that. Joshua 119 says, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And we read that the first day that we were there. And that really helped me a lot through every day. Like I, I just held on to that and I, I thank God for his provision for us because, you know, El Salvador was a place that maybe was a little dangerous in parts, but we never saw that. And God just took care of us and was with us the whole time. So I know when you take a step of faith and do something that's out of your comfort zone, God will definitely bless you. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies, for sharing with us. Um, I love seeing both of you made different just because you were obedient. So if you would, um, welcome them back to their seats as they go. Give them a round of applause.
You know, sometimes I hear, I'll just send money, which I totally believe that we need resources, we need money to pour in, but I also hear the cost of my plane ticket is a waste of money, it could be used for something else. And while I understand what those people are saying, um, I think that what we've learned through World Reach is that it's about stewardship, even after the trip is over, um, just the the short-term trip, because the short-term trip is just a small piece of the whole entire process. And I think when we steward our experiences and our, um, our relationships and just what God's taught us, we can't help but want to pour into and pray for and believe for more in Enlace or the organization that we just worked alongside. And so um, Enlace strives to have good relationships with um, the government authorities and with all of the churches, obviously. Um, And on on the Thursday that we were there, we had a project dedication ceremony and the mayor ended up coming to that. And he was so impressed with Enlace and the local church and how they stuck with their commitment. And he was just shocked that there were Americans that traveled all this way to believe in what this church was doing, that he said, um, whatever this local church wants to do for the rest of (laughs) however long I'm alive, I will support it, we will support it. And so that's something that I thought like, just sending money, it may have it may have never made that happen, and so that's why I believe um, missions is life changing and changes things. So, um, also the Enlace staff pointed out to us that the pastor is called. They referred to him as the pastor of the community, not the pastor of the church, because he loved his community so well that they called him the pastor of the community, and he he just loved them so well. And so that's my prayer for us as a summit. Like, I don't want us to go on trips and and feel good about ourselves. I want us to be so compelled when we come back to love our community so well that we're seen as the people that love the community, not just the people that go to the summit. Amen? So um, at this point, if you are interested in the final um, 2016 trip, it's to New York City in December, you can apply or find more information at summittogether.com backslash missions. The deadline for that is July 25th. But I do also want to tell you that there's a table out in the lobby by the Info Center, and it's for if you have any type of interest, any slight interest in a 2017 trip, you can give us your email. We'll add you to an email list so that you're given um, all the updates and the newest news on um, 2017 trips. We'll roll roll those out to you in the fall, okay? So right now, let me just show you a quick video of our time in El Salvador, and Pastor Dick will be up to greet you in just a moment. Messengers, calling all the messengers, calling all the messengers. I'm glad I came on this trip because I'm just seeing God's work and all these beautiful people and knowing that. We don't even speak the same language, and our love in Christ just brings us together, and I've never been happier. Being here and working with Enlace gives you so much hope. gives you so much hope in knowing that there's people out there who are being obedient to God and letting him do his work in and through them. And being here and being able to see how much he's changing this community, it's amazing. And I think we all feel really, really grateful just to be a small part of that. Um, the Holy Spirit is just so 
Holy Spirit has touched everybody on this trip. So for me, like the home visits, they were very emotional and like very hard. But I feel like Pastor Mel, our pastor <laughs> cries a lot. But um, it was I did it was it was hard. No but I feel like you know when I go back home, I know that just the way I work with my clients and and how I go into the home and how. I show love in a different way, not just bringing things and giving them, but to truly love them and spend time with them. And just for each home, like just them knowing that we were going to pray with them, was, that meant a lot. That meant the most. It was an extremely cool uh, experience. Um, I, I, I'm not going to speak directly to the trip too awful much, but I am going to speak to what happened on the inside of us, I believe, as a result of the trip. Um, you know, it, it was only been three weeks ago that we left uh, to go to El Salvador to visit and to work with fellow believers. But building up to uh, the departure date, I was still vacillating all over the place. There was a part of me that wanted to go, uh, but I knew how hard and how hot it was gonna be. In fact, I asked Stephanie if we go back again, let's do it in January. Um, you know, because I've been in the tropics in the wintertime in January, and it was still pretty warm uh, in early January. Uh, but, you know, it was just uh, all of a part of it for me. Um, there were some extenuating circumstances behind it are really not terribly important. But a couple of weeks before we were leaving, to go on the trip, I was talking with a very long time friend. And I thank God for friends who will allow God to use them as a mouthpiece to speak to us. I think that's, that, that's vitally important for us to have believer friends that have enough intestinal fortitude that no matter what needs to be said to us, they're willing to say it because they know that it will be a blessing and that it will change our lives. And that's exactly what happened to me when I spoke with this gentleman. Uh, through that conversation that I had with him, the Holy Spirit set his purpose in me. And that's what I really want to talk to us about tonight is the whole issue of communication and even a better word for uh, what I would like to talk about is conversation. It's a, it's a biblical word 
And it's a word that we use in our vocabulary to today, but they are drastically different in meaning. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. They're not drastically different in meaning, but the way that we use the word conversation in our everyday vocabulary does not mean what the Bible talks about when it talks about our conversation. God's always at work in your life and in my life. God never does anything in you or with you that it doesn't have great purpose. We don't see that as readily as God sees it. But God does everything that he does with purpose. And the purpose that God has is life. He brings life to people. It's his purpose. He loves us. He brings life to us in, in everything that we do. Everywhere we go, God wants us to impact someone's life. And we do either good or bad. We influence them well or we influence them poorly. In Psalm 119, verse 63, it says this, I am a companion of all those who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. The word precepts, according to Strong's, means a mandate. It's his purposeful command to us, his precepts. And the psalmist is wanting us to realize that we are companions. It's one of the main things that, that impacted me the most when I got to uh, what San Gerardo, is that what, that was the name of the community that, that we were in, is that God has a purpose for us to connect with them and for the conversation of our life to impact them and allow their conversation to impact us. I'm going to stop just for a minute because you need to know what the Bible means when it talks about conversation. Biblical conversation is living your life. Everything that you do is a part of your conversation. We only think of it as speaking words back and forth with people and, and having uh, communication or conversation with them. And it certainly means that, and it means that biblically. But in the Bible, it means that everything that we do impacts people. The way that you live your life screams way more loudly than anything that you say. Because you can give all kinds of good information to people, but when people don't observe you living it in your life, your conversation is meaningless to them. 
And it drives them away from God. It doesn't draw them to God. So conversation is tremendously important to us as believers in Jesus Christ. And he wants us to use our life for that purpose. God doesn't put desire and purpose in your heart for fun. It's not just because he's nice. Even though he does it because he's nice and good. He wants to see what you'll do with it. He pours out himself into your life every day with the hope that you will take what he has poured into your life and that you will give it away to someone else. That you will impact someone else with what he has put on the inside of you. All of the gifts, all of the talents, every ability that you have to communicate with people has been given to you by God. And he wants you to use it for him. To touch people's lives. I'm not saying that we can't have fun conversation because we had a lot of fun. And we joked with each other. We laughed with each other. We laughed with them. Even though 99% of the time I had no idea what anybody was saying. I, 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 I got there and I, I, at the beginning of the week I I felt handicapped, like, God, how can I do anything? How can I communicate? Because unless somebody uh, interprets between the two of us, I, I can't say anything. How can I help them? The first Sunday, I got a chance to uh, preach at, at the church, which was a really new experience for me to preach with a, an interpreter. But it was good. It was good for me to experience that. And they were blessed by the word of God that I was able to bring to them. You know, so this conversation, even though it, can, it needs to be meaningful and purposeful, it, and it can be fun and, and to be able to communicate with others, it should be handled with great care. Because conversation is more than just words. It's the way that you live and the way that you love. The way that you live and the way that you love others screams so loudly to people that it changes their lives one way or the other. I want my life to be meaningful, to, to touch people's, other people's lives with purpose, to bring them to Jesus Christ, to strengthen their faith and their resolve to follow him. Because this is the bottom line. We will either be true to God's precepts or we're going to be a hypocrite.
That's the way people see us. When we say one thing and live another thing. I don't want to be considered a hypocrite ever. I could go on, but you get the gist of what I'm talking about there. Listen, God is serious about our lives and our conversation. Listen to this scripture that I found the other day in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 16. It says there, Then those who feared the Lord spoke often to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before God for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. I... I, I don't know how many times I've read God's word and read the book of Malachi and this scripture verse never jumped off of the page at me before like it did this time. Spoke often to one another. They ministered often to each other. Their lives were so intertwined, they did life so closely together, they did love so closely together, that it got God's attention. And it says in that verse that God created a book. And everything that they did concerning their conversation in life for touching other people's lives and, and, and ministering God's love to them, it was written down. It doesn't say that he wrote down anything that hindered people. But what we do for God is written down. God remembers it. It's really, really, really important to him. God created this book of remembrance. God keeps record of every act of ministry and kindness that we express to those around us. And to think that I even question whether I should go or not. Whether I wanted to invest a piece of my life in another country because I knew how hot it was going to be. And believe me, it was hot. It was probably 95 plus and 90 to 100% humidity every day. 
just means I sweat more. But what God empowered us to do I came away from there knowing that it was God's purpose for me to be there because he showed me another side of myself. And he opened a new territory in my heart where he now has permission to work. That's what he's looking for. For from every one of us. He just wants to be able to come in and open new territories in your heart so that he can take that part of who you are and he can give that away to somebody else and impact their lives for Jesus Christ. We say all the time, every life made different. That has a new meaning to me. Folks, I, I just want you to do life with a purpose. You know, right there, that's the only reason that I went. It was for that moment. He needed me to pray for him. I needed him to pray for me. God changed our lives without knowing one single solitary word that each other said. And God will use every one of us in that same way. Yours is going to look different than mine. And God's okay with that because he has special places and special people for you to touch. Because we all have moments to give if we'll just surrender our lives and allow God to use us for his purpose. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you never leave us alone. We thank you that you are forever working in our lives. You are forever depositing purpose on the inside of us. And not only do you give us that purpose, but then you empower us by the Holy Spirit to be able to give what you have put into us away to others. Father, for that we will be forever grateful. With our heads bowed our eyes closed you know I know that this wasn't an evangelistic salvation message but Jesus Christ still wants to touch our lives so if there's anyone here that has never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be the Lord of your life 
I'm just going to wait for a few moments. I just want you, need you to re, raise your hand. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to call you up. We just want to pray with you. Is there anyone? And really for the purpose of this message, have you been struggling with the purpose of your life? God doesn't want us to struggle. I want to pray with you, for you. So if you're here and you've been struggling, you don't know what God wants you to do. If that's you, just raise your hand. His hands all over. I've been there. I'll probably be there again before I leave this earth. Father, we just come before you tonight and we just pray, Lord God, that your mighty hand would rest upon each and every one of us who have raised our hand and, and, and admitted before you that we need you to work in our lives, that you need, we need you to give us that purpose and then empower us to use that purpose for your kingdom. Father, we just trust and believe that you are working in each one of us from this day forward. We ask it in Jesus' name. If there's anyone here who uh, would like somebody to pray with you, uh, we want you to know that there'll be uh, prayer team members at both sides uh, of the auditorium. Feel free to get up and as, the, as Pastor Todd leads us in another song of worship and, and somebody will pray with you there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To watch this message on video, go to summittogether.com.